Welcome to the keynote podcast from Kingdom Faith. Today's message is by Pastor Colin Urquhart. Had a very powerful conference in Rome. What made it powerful? Well, there were a series of powerful messages. And then the climax was a powerful time of impartation as we prayed for all the delegates at the conference. Jesus said to the disciples, you have already been made clean by my words. And we've talked much in recent weeks about the purifying of of the blood of Jesus and of the purifying, sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. But we need also to understand that it's the word and faithfulness to the word that actually brings about that further release of the purpose of God into our lives. And there were two particular messages that were spoken by other uh, speakers, the main speakers, that I'm, I'm going to refer to the subjects, not, not their messages, I'm not preaching their messages, but it's interesting if you have a situation where uh, one of the speakers is pastor of one of the fastest growing churches in Europe, they baptized 600 people last year, I'm always interested, okay, out of what God is doing in a situation like that, what subject does the Holy Spirit lay upon the heart of the man of God who is heading up that work? What message does he feel is so important in that situation as to bring it into a context where you have leaders from all across Europe? I don't know how many nations were represented, 15, 20 nations perhaps, uh, in Rome. And uh, if you turn to Luke chapter 16, this particular pastor made a very interesting statement. He said, you don't preach to believers. You teach believers and you preach to unbelievers. That's a very, very insightful statement because what believers need is not to be preached at, but they need to be taught the word, built up in the word, so that they are living out in the good of the word. So, he taught uh, because he was talking to believers. And he actually used a verse which I'm going to start with this morning, but then, as I said, it's going to be my message, not his. Verse 10. I'm uh, going to read it from the truth version. For the one who proves faithful in small things will also prove faithful when given greater responsibilities. And whoever proves he cannot be trusted in small ways will not be trusted in more important matters. 
to translate the Greek literally, you would say, the one who proves faithful in small things will also prove faithful in greater responsibilities. The one who is unrighteous in small things will not be able to prove himself righteous in more important things. Now, this is something that you've heard me preach many times before. That we have to prove faithful. It's God who builds people up, who raises them up. And there is this kingdom principle that if you can't be trusted in little ways, why should God think that you would be trustworthy in greater ways? And it is God who raises people up in the ministries that he gives them by the Holy Spirit. So we need to talk about faithfulness, first of all, this morning. This is going to be the main part of the message, but then I'm going to refer to one of the other subjects that was taught at uh, the conference. The word faithfulness in the Greek can be translated either faith or faithfulness. It's the same word. And of course, it's according to the context that you decide whether to translate it as faith or faithfulness. Paul says that the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. You could translate it faith, gentleness, self-control. That would be just as accurate a translation. So faithfulness is based first and foremost on faith. Now Jesus is always our example in in all these things, the way he lived during the time of his humanity. Jesus was faithful. And in all the aspects of faithfulness we're going to look at in the next few minutes, he was faithful in all of them. But he was the man of faith. He trusted in the Father in all things. He depended upon the Father. He was submitted to the authority of his Father. He never acted independently of his Father. So faithfulness comes out of a faith relationship with God. And in that faith relationship, to God, every detail matters. You see, Jesus would not say you have to prove faithful in little things if the little things were unimportant. The fact that you have to prove faithful in little things, in the details in your life, means that to God, those details are exceedingly important. Because if you can't prove faithful 
in the details, then you won't prove faithful in greater matters. So often, Christians think, so long as they have some sort of general faithfulness going on in their lives, that that is what pleases God. But no, what pleases the Lord is the faithfulness in the little things. And I find it helpful in my own life to constantly remember every day that he knows all my thoughts. But he doesn't only know my thoughts, he knows what lies behind the thoughts, my motives. I can't hide anything from him. There's no detail of my life, even the way I think, that I can hide from him. So if I was to have an attitude of, oh, I can't be bothered to go to the meeting, just as an example, God would totally be aware of that. And to him, that says, so you're not going to be faithful in going to the meeting where you are expected to be. It isn't that we live by law. It's just that you understand that if Christ is in you, he doesn't disappear from your life because there's something you don't want to do. That he is there consistently in order that he might lead you in the way that God wants you to go. So he knows our desires, our motives, and our intentions. What we say and what we do are expressions of those motives and intentions. So if the thinking isn't right, the speaking won't be right, the actions won't be right, the relationships won't be right, it all starts in the mind stroke heart. As you know, mind and heart in Hebrew thought uh, are one and the same, really, to all intents and purposes. If the heart is right, the mind is right. If the mind is right, the heart is right. So if the heart is right, even the details will be right. But you see, as Jesus goes on to say, the one who is unrighteous, not right, in the small things, will never be right if he was to be put in charge of bigger things. You can see in the world that there are a lot of people in positions of responsibility and power that are not right. They have great power now, but many of them have come to power through corruption, through all kinds of ways in which they've used people, trampled over people, used them for their own ends and so on. So what they have now is an unrighteous lifestyle because they got to where they are in unrighteous ways. That, of course, is in stark contrast to what God expects in his children, that we will advance and progress in the purposes of God because 
we prove faithful. Now, our faithfulness, therefore, stems from our faith in God. That means that we will be faithful in our relationship with God. We will be faithful in prayer. We will be faithful in reading and studying the word because faith comes from hearing the word and without faith it's impossible to please God. So we will be doing whatever is necessary to build up our relationship of faith dependence upon the Lord. We will be faithful in giving. We will be faithful in doing whatever it is he is leading us to do by his Holy Spirit. And, of course, the Holy Spirit declares the word of God to us. So it's faithfulness to God, faith in God, faith in his word, faithfulness in obeying his word, faith in the leading of the Holy Spirit, and faithfulness in therefore following the leading of the Holy Spirit. So faithfulness is expressed in following Jesus. This is what he said about disciples. If any man would follow after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. So that means that it's faithfulness not to the permissive will of God but faithfulness to the sovereign will of God because we are following not in what he allows but in what he wants. And this is where our heart submission to him and to his authority is so important. Because we want to follow Jesus. He is the good shepherd. He goes ahead of us. We are his sheep who know his voice and follow him. So we are to be faithful in our following after Jesus. And of course, everything that God is is wanting to express in our lives in in all these uh, ways, is going to be in the empowering of the Holy Spirit. So, we have to therefore be faithful in fellowship. If we love God, we will love our brother also. That you cannot love God unless you love your fellow believers. If you love him, you will love them. Jesus is clear about this. John echoes the preaching of Jesus, the teaching of Jesus in this. So we prove faithful in our relationships. Not just the relationships we desire But all the relationships that God gives us, those people that he puts alongside us, those people that he puts across us, those who sort of come, we come across 
during the course of our lives, that we are to be faithful in our love for one another because then, Jesus says, there will be unity and the world will know and believe in Jesus. So faithfulness in fellowship with one another is a reflection of our, faithfulship, of our faithfulness in our fellowship with God. And here, the key word is covenant. God is always faithful in the covenant that he has made with us, our relationship here with God, faith in him. And we are to be faithful in the covenant, therefore in our submission and obedience to Jesus, but also be faithful in the covenant relationship that we have with one another. And there's no time to go into all the details of that, but, but you know what those covenant principles are that are outlined in, in the, the short book, uh, True Covenant. Those principles are to be outworked in our lives. And we'll come back to that uh, a little later on. But it's so important that we are faithful in fellowship just as we are in our faithfulness to God. In fact, if we're not faithful in our fellowship, we're not being faithful to God. And this is why I believe it is such an offense when people, offense to God, when people break fellowship with one another and leave churches for the wrong reason in offense and, and so on. Uh, it's one thing to be sent out because uh, that is the will and the purpose of God to move people into a different situation where they can uh, be more fruitful in, follow, in, uh, in their ministries. That's totally different from people for their own motives and desires choosing to leave break fellowship, break relationships, and usually in the process cause a lot of hurt uh, in the body of Christ. That's not proving faithful. It's not proving faithful to those in whom you are in covenant with. So this faithfulness is expressed in so many different ways. Where people are only intent on fulfilling the permissive will of God, there is little or no fear of the Lord. The fear of the Lord in our lives is actually linked in several scriptures with faithfulness because without the fear of the Lord, Faithfulness will be an aspiration, but it won't actually be fulfilled in our lives. That is not, of course, being afraid of God, but in being so in awe of him, of who he is, and in our relationship with him, of understanding that we belong to him, we are his, we are his property. He has the right to do with us as he chooses and out of our awesome, awesome fear of his glory and majesty, honor and power, 
We do not want to do anything that would grieve him. So faithfulness is expressed in pleasing him rather than grieving him. I mean, there's, you, can't, you can't be faithful by grieving the Lord. Praise God for his mercy that whenever we do inadvertently grieve him, there is always uh, his redeeming love, forgiveness, and compassion. But when we get everything in order and we're walking in faithfulness, we actually walk in freedom. This is, this is the most liberating way to live. If I'm walking in faithfulness to God, I'm free. I'm free from sin. I'm free from guilt. Uh, I'm free from having that inner consciousness that there is something that is not right in my relationship with God and in my response to God. That in some sense, I'm holding something back from him. If I hold anything back for myself, then I'm not going to be completely free. Freedom is knowing that all that I am and all that I have rightly belongs to the Lord, is committed to the Lord for his plans and purposes. That doesn't mean that I or you will be walking in perfection, but we will be walking in freedom because we are not allowing anything to undermine that freedom any desires of our own, any uh, secret agendas that we have. So where there is this intent to follow Jesus as true disciples, to be faithful in our fellowship, there will also be this freedom. Freedom from the negative, but freedom to love, freedom to obey, freedom in the power of the Holy Spirit. Because where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And God has called us to be free. Hallelujah. It is for freedom Christ has set us free. So faithfulness and freedom go together. Where there is faithfulness, there is freedom. Where there is not freedom, then in some respect, in some way, God is going to deal with the faithfulness or lack of it in the believer's life. There is some reason why there is not that freedom. And you don't discover that reason by searching yourself, but through the revelation that the Holy Spirit brings as you genuinely want God, God's will and purpose in your life. So... Faithfulness leads to fruitfulness. Now, of course, this is what Jesus was talking about in John chapter 15 at the, the Last Supper when he's talking about the vine and being branches in the vine. The purpose of the branches are to bear fruit. 
And there's a, a progressive way in which Jesus talks about that in John 15. He talks about bearing fruit, then bearing more fruit, then bearing much fruit, and then finally bearing fruit that will last, permanent fruit. The father prunes the branches, the fruitful branches, so they have fruit, but he prunes them that they might bear more fruit. And by this my father is glorified that you bear much fruit, uh, <clears throat> proving that you're my disciples. So, what we want to see is this fruitfulness increasing in our lives. And you see, that fruitfulness is linked to our faithfulness. As we're faithful in small things, so we will bear fruit. As we are faithful in the more responsible things that God puts before us because of our faithfulness in the small things, therefore we will bear more fruit. And then as we're faithful in outworking that, God will give us even greater responsibility and we will be able to bear much fruit. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, uh, so proving to be my disciples. And then, of course, God's purpose is that the fruit we bear will be lasting fruit, permanent fruit. So wherever we are in terms of faithfulness will actually determine where we are in terms of fruitfulness. I'm not usually one of these preachers that gets everything starting with the same letter, but I thought this was fun. <laughs> and the last of these seven things, because seven being the perfect number, is where there is faithfulness, there is fulfillment. Fulfilling the will of God. So when we're faithful in small things, we're Fulfilling the will of God in small things. We're bearing fruit. Where we are faithful in greater things, then we're bearing more fruit. We're proving faithful. Therefore, we have a greater sense of fulfillment because the will of God is being outworked in our lives in a greater way than when we were just bearing fruit. And then... As we bear more fruit and are proved faithful in, in what God is doing, so then we bear much fruit. And so we have an even greater sense of fulfillment. Now, that sense of fulfillment doesn't come from believing that it's you that has produced the fruit. But what you know is that that fruitfulness has come out of your faithfulness to God 
so that he can work in you and through you to produce that fruit. Are you all at the same meeting that I'm at? I'm teaching you this morning. Okay. So, we see how important this whole business of faithfulness. And I was, I was intrigued, you see, that this pastor with this, one of the fastest growing churches in Europe, sees that what is essential to see growth, harvest, 600 baptized in a year is good harvest, right? Multiplication, key to all that is faithfulness. God must have a faithful people. And of course, a holy people will be a faithful people because holiness is being set apart for God. So this is the challenge all the time to us, I believe, every day of our lives because, you see, every day of our lives is little things. And the point is that when God puts you in charge of more and more still and more and even greater things, you still have to be faithful in the little things. It isn't that you progress, right? I don't have to worry about the little things now because God is using me in a greater way and I've got to be faithful in these greater things. No, no, no. You still have to be faithful in the little things. You still have to be faithful in all the ways that has led you to the way in which God is raising you up and giving you more responsibility. Now, wherever you are, either as a student or a team member, in this whole process, what I believe God is saying to us through, not, not just this morning, but he's, he's really been talking about this in different ways all through this term. You see, God is faithful to the honoring of the blood of Jesus. Amen? And we've seen the power in the blood that cleanses us, makes us holy, makes us perfect, enables us to stand where Jesus stood in relation to the Father when he was here on earth. We see how God has been faithful in pouring out his Holy Spirit and in constantly uh, making the way open for us into the heavenly places so that daily we can meet with him, daily we can draw near to him, daily we can download more of his life, more of his love, more of his power, more of his authority, that there can be that constant flow of the living water that flows from his throne into our lives, through our lives, and out of us in fruitfulness. Rivers of living water pouring out of us. So God has proved himself faithful in making all that possible. And what he's really been talking to us about during the course of this term is how we faithfully need to obey the word of God every day and draw near to him every day. Not just occasionally, not just when there's a particular need we have in our lives. Why? Because we love him. And you see, this is the essence of faithfulness. 
the level of your faithfulness to God, whether in small things, greater things, the level of your faithfulness is dependent upon the level of your love for God. The level of your love, therefore, in fellowship with others. You see, in, in the Christian life, all these things are a matter of degree. We all have faith, but to what degree do you exhibit faith in your life? We all have the love of God. He has poured his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit. But to what degree does that love get expressed in your life? And so, you see, to what degree are you faithful to the call of God, to the will of God, to the purpose of God for your life? What God wants to do in the hearts of all of his children, not just those in kingdom faith, but all of his children, is for there to be that love that says, Lord, I want to prove faithful to you. That's a servant heart. And you remember Jesus in the parable said those immortal words, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord, the eternal joy, the reward. So there are great rewards for faithfulness. Hallelujah. And the fulfillment that we have will lead to the great rewards. Now, one of the other speakers, who again has a fast-growing church, but in another nation in Europe, gave a very powerful message about honoring. And just as I was saying amen all the way through the the, the message that I heard on, on faithfulness. I was saying amen all the way through the message about honoring. And, I, you know, I put these two things together because God put these two together in that conference. Very, very powerful messages, both of them. Very impacting on all the people that were there. If we are faithful then we will honor God. We will honor God by fulfilling his will in our lives. There will be that fulfillment. We will have that assurance that we are fulfilling what God desires of us, what he wants of us, what he asks of us, what he commands of us. So we are intent on honoring the Lord. But just as we can only be faithful to God if we're faithful to others, so we can only honor the Lord if we honor others. And I, I know what God was saying to me uh, during the course of this conference is that faithfulness and honoring are two keys to growth in the church. Why? Because he wants to multiply a faithful, honoring people. 
He doesn't want to multiply a congregation that is unfaithful or does not honor him and where there is not the honoring of one another. You could say that where that honor has not existed, people have left. They have not proved faithful in covenant. They have not honored their brothers and sisters in Christ. And very often they haven't honored the leadership. Well, it's not for us to judge or, or condemn, but I'm just saying that if there isn't faithfulness, there won't be honoring, and therefore there will be division rather than unity. And this is what the enemy wants. He always wants to separate. He wants to divide. So he got thrown out of heaven. Why? Because there came a point where he proved unfaithful and stopped honoring God and wanted the honor for himself. That's why he fell. Until that point, he had been faithful in leading all the heavenly choirs in worship of God, honoring God by worshiping him. But he got thrown out of heaven and Jesus said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. At the point in which he proved unfaithful and when he dishonored the Lord, stopped honoring him. Now, praise God, we have the blood of Jesus, so we're not going to end up where Satan ended up. But we can see how if God's heavenly will is going to be carried out on earth as it is in heaven, then there will have to be faithfulness and there will have to be this honoring of him and of one another. Faithfulness to him and faithfulness to one another. And that actually... An, an, an important element, it's only one element, but it is a vital element in that, is proving faithful to the leadership and honoring the leadership because that's the word of God. If you don't prove faithful and honoring to the leadership under which God has placed you, then you're not proving faithful and honoring to him. So many people you see get completely deceived, really, in thinking, I am faithful to the Lord, I honor the Lord, and they don't look at what is going on in their relationships with other people. And the point is that unless we are faithful to one another, unless we are honoring one another, we're not being faithful to the Lord, and we're not honoring uh, we're not um, honoring one another and therefore able to fulfill the will of God and to bear the fruit that he wants to see in our lives. And again, you see, this is always a matter of degree. We are faithful, but God is looking for an increase of that faithfulness so there can be an increase of fruitfulness 
so there can be an increase of his glory and so on in, in our lives. We do honor the Lord, but he's looking for an increase in that honor in order that, again, we may be more fruitful and his purposes may be outworked amongst us in a greater way. So we come right back, just to wind this up, we come right back to to where we started. God knows our thoughts. He knows our heart attitudes. He knows our, our, our minds. He knows what we think, not only about him, but about one another. And so the faithfulness has to begin with right heart attitudes, right thinking. Let your minds be renewed so you know the good, acceptable, perfect will of God. But our our thinking has to be right towards others, which is why Jesus says, do not judge or you will yourself be judged. Do not condemn or you will yourself be condemned. Forgive in order that your heavenly Father may forgive you. For if you are not merciful, then he will not be merciful to you. There's this cause and effect in what Jesus is teaching about this subject. So praise God for what he has worked in your life so far. Amen? Thank the Holy Spirit for working the faithfulness to him that is already your experience. And actually, you see, in the last eight weeks since the beginning of term, you have grown a great deal in faithfulness. And that's the grace of God. It's the mercy of God. It's the work of the Holy Spirit in you and the work of the Holy Spirit among us. That means that God is going to put greater challenges and greater responsibilities before us so that we can then prove faithful in those ways and instead of bearing fruit, we can bear more fruit. And you see, the pruning that enables the more fruit is the pruning out of all the unfaithful attitudes, all the things that do not honor him and do not honor others. Amen? It's not concentrating on the negative things. It's concentrating on the positive. But when we concentrate on the positive, God deals with the negatives. Are we getting this? Or am I just talking to myself this morning? No? Everybody here? So, what is your aspiration? What is your desire? My desire is and always has been for as long as I can remember is to bear much fruit that will last. Fruit that will have that eternal dimension because it is the work of the Holy Spirit through me. That's my desire. And I can, I can look back on times of being by the grace of God, exceedingly fruitful. I can see what fruit there is in my life to a certain extent. We don't always know all the fruit that is produced in our lives. 
uh, at, at any given time as that um, wonderful testimony that uh, on the recording that uh, Pastor Eric gave of, of the guy witnessing in George Street in Sydney. He was producing fruit that he didn't know of. And that's good because I think there's a lot of fruit that can come out of our lives that we will never know. We will never know. I'm constantly having people, you know, come to me and say, I was healed or I came to the Lord or by reading this book or at that meeting years and years ago and I never knew anything about it. And it doesn't matter. I don't need to know about it. All that, all that matters is that God is glorified in the life because he has done something. So much of the fruit that is being produced in our lives, we, we may not be aware of. So it's no use sort of looking at yourself and th saying, how much fruit am I producing? The only way to be more fruitful is to keep your eyes on Jesus, to keep your focus fixed on him, to keep your heart surrendered to him, to keep wanting to glorify him because everything is going to come out of our faith in him and following him and our fellowship first with him and then with one another. So praise God, we can expect constant growth. Constant growth in fruitfulness. Because of constant growth in faithfulness and constant growth in the honoring of God of his word, of his will, and of course, therefore, of one another. So all we have to be sure of, or as sure as we can be, and the reason why I'm bringing this word this morning is because, you know, these times that we've been having these last few weeks, where we just come in here and meet with God face to face, personally, draw near to his throne, whether it's in exultant praise or we're on our faces, just God dealing with us, speaking with us, and so on. How, however it's happening, because both those things seem to be happening at the same time. Uh, however God is, is, is moving in our hearts and lives, it will be so that we will be proving more faithful in bigger things and more honoring of him and of others. So we can expect the Holy Spirit to show us ways in which we're not proving faithful and we're not honoring him and others. Not because we search ourselves, but because as we meet with God and pray and worship, we are open for him to reveal these things to us. We want him to do that because we want to be more faithful and we want to honor him and others more than we do. There's a very interesting phrase in scripture about prophecy. 
people prophesy according to their faith. And you think, now wait a minute, wait a minute. Prophecy is surely a word, a truth that comes from God. Yes, but God can only speak into our lives according to our faith. He can't give you a prophecy that is beyond where you are in your faith relationship with him. So, what this message does this morning for all of us, myself included, what this message does is it opens up our hearts to hear from God concerning Faithfulness to him, to others, honoring of him and of his will, and the honoring of others. And as we respond to whatever he shows us, so there will be greater freedom, more fruit, and a greater sense of fulfillment of knowing that we're doing the will of God. Let's all stand. Come into the middle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now let's just begin by thanking the Lord for his faithfulness. He is always faithful to his covenant children. Even when we are faithless, he always remains faithful, the scripture says. Hallelujah. So thank him for the way he's been faithful to you personally. He has never failed you. He's never forsaken you. He's never left you. Hallelujah. His mercies are new every morning. His grace abounds in your life. He's lavished his grace upon you. He's lavished his love upon you that you should be called a child of God. So thank him for his faithfulness. He has called you. He has chosen you. He has entered into covenant with you and he will always remain faithful to that covenant. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We praise you. We bless you, Lord. We thank you for your faithfulness. Hallelujah. Now thank him, thank him for your faithfulness. The faithfulness that he has already worked in you. Because in many ways you are faithful, you are more faithful now than you were a few weeks ago. So thank the Lord for that. Thank 
Thank him for the way the Holy Spirit has been working in your life. It's always a matter of degree, you see. Thank him for the way in which you have proved faithful in little things. And even in the, the bigger things that he's then put before you to do. It was a bigger thing for many of you to go out in mission last week. And you might not know the fruit of that or what's coming out of that, but you were faithful in doing what God asked you to do, despite the temperature. Hallelujah. So thank the Lord, because this is his grace working in you. It's not just you and your own effort or your soulishness. This is the work of God in you, Christ in you. So thank him that he's been working this faithfulness in you. Hallelujah. Now you need to pray that you will prove faithful in every way. Amen? In all the ways that God is wanting you to be faithful. To prove faithful in the little things. Let's just focus on the little things first. Faithful to Him in the little things. Faithful to one another. Even in little ways. But Lord, we want to prove faithful. Even when you call us to be faithful in greater things, we don't want to lose sight of the little things because you're the God of detail. And every detail matters to you. And we praise you, we bless you, we thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to be faithful in every way, Lord. Not faithful in some things, faithful in all things. Faithful in prayer. Faithful in honoring your word by obeying your word. Faithful in relationships. Hallelujah. Faithful in giving, in giving to God, giving of ourselves as well of, uh, of our substance, of our money, but giving to God, faithful in giving, faithful in giving to others. Because remember, loving others is expressed in giving to others, seeking their highest good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want to prove faithful. in giving to you, faithful in giving to others. Hallelujah. I don't want surrender just to be a matter of words, but I want it to be a matter of reality in my life, that I truly am surrendered to your will. I truly am surrendered in the way in which I express love 
to your children. Praise God. Faithfulness in witness in whatever ways he's calling you to witness. You would have heard a lot about that last week. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for an increase of faithfulness. And thank you, Lord, that you will use us in greater and greater ways. And we will see more and more fruit, much fruit, much fruit that lasts. O papara sandaria leto bakala sitri sandama O papara sandaria leto bakala sitri sandaria leto bakala sitri sandama O papara sandaria leto bakala sitri sandama O papara sandaria leto bakala sitri sandama now, what can happen in the life of believers is that our focus on Jesus can drift. And when that happens, we put our focus more and more on ourselves. And when we put the focus on ourselves, that affects the level of faithfulness and honoring in our lives. So we, we don't want to be obsessed with ourselves, do we? We want to be lost in Jesus, really. Hallelujah. Just so yielded to him and to his will and to his purposes. So we thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. It's not about us. It's about you. It really, it really is not about us. It's about you, and it's about your will, and it's about your purpose, and it's about your glory in our lives. It's about fruitfulness to you. It's all about you, Lord. Puratapadia leto bakala sandaria leto bakala sitaba. Bastagalaria leto bakala sitari sandama. O papara sandaria leto bakala sitari sandama. O papara sandaria leto bakara 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 sitari sandama. Faithful to you, Lord. Faithful to you. Papara sandaria leto bakara sitari sandama. O papara sandaria leto bakala sitri 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 sandaria leto bakala sandama. O my Lord, my God, my King. Papara sandaria leto bakala sitri sandama. O papara sandaria leto bakala sitri sandama. 
O paparazandari alero bakalasita di sandama. Hallelujah. 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 Paparazandari alero bakalasita di sandama. O paparazandari alero bakalasita ba. So surrender yourself afresh to the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit will always lead you in faithfulness. It's part of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. So hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you for the gift of your Spirit, Lord. Thank you. It's not by might or power. It's not by my own determination and my own strength, but it's by your Spirit you will enable this faithfulness increasingly in my life. Lord, I want more of that increase, more of that increase in my life, more of that increase in the body, more of that increase in the whole of your church, that you would have a faithful church, Lord. Not just here, but wherever your church exists. Thank you, Lord, that there's going to be a move of your spirit that is going to restore your church to faithfulness to you, to your will, to your word. That, Lord... We pray for mercy upon your church and all the ways in which, in so many ways, churches are proving unfaithful at this moment in, in being as the world is rather than as you are. We, we covet your word, Lord, that we are as you are in the world. And Lord, you are faithful, so we are the people of faithfulness in the world. Hallelujah. We are the people of the Spirit in the world, a people yielded to the Holy Spirit, yielded to the leadership of the Holy Spirit. Thank you that the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. Poparazanda, we're not going to go the way of the world. We are not going to go the way of the world. Hallelujah. But we keep our eyes on you. We follow you. You are our good shepherd. You go before us and we follow you, Lord. Lord, if there needs to be an increase of the fear of the Lord in our lives, then we ask your Holy Spirit to work that in us. That we will not even desire to step outside your will and purpose, even in small things. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. O papa pakalasandaria leto pakalasidama. O papa parasandarama. Now, Lord, I thank you that in your love and mercy, you don't whip us and beat us and scold us for all the ways in which we've been unfaithful, but you are merciful towards us. And you just hold out to us this morning all the benefits of faithfulness, that we will be much freer. Hallelujah walking in the freedom that you have made possible for us as we increase in faithfulness, that there will be more fruit, that there will be a greater sense of fulfillment of your will and purpose in our lives. Lord, so many benefits 
that we will please you and glorify you. That there'll be a closer bond of love with you and with others. Because of this increase of faithfulness. Thank you, Lord. You don't whip us, beat us, scold us, but you hold out all these benefits of faithfulness. And finally, the great benefit of the heavenly reward. Well done, good and faithful servant. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, you are so good. You are just so, so good. You are so good. Paparazandaria ledopakalasitari sandama. Oh, paparazandaria ledopakalasinama. Oh, paparazandaria ledopakalasitari sandama. Oh, paparazandaria ledopakalasitari sandama. O paparazandaria ledo bacalasitri sandama. Poparazandaria ledo bacalasitri sandama. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Poparazandaria. And Lord, we, we realize that in honoring you, you have already honored us. You've honored us by calling us and choosing us. You've honored us by making us your own, by becoming our Father. You've honored us by saving us for yourself. Not saving us for heaven, but saving us for yourself. Thank you, Lord, that you've honored us with the precious gift of your Holy Spirit. Thank you that you've honored us in every way in which you've been able to work through our lives to bear fruit for your glory. And Lord, as we stand before you this morning, we recognize we don't deserve any of that honor. But you have honored us in ways that are greater than the ways in which we honor you. And just as we can only love because you first loved us, so we realize, Lord, we can only honor because you first honored us. And all we can do is praise and thank you for that, Lord. Bless your holy name. You are just so good. You are just so good. You are so wonderful. Your love is so precious. Your love is so amazing. Your love is so amazing. Papara sandaria letupa kala sandarama. Vastakalaria letupa kala sitri sandaria letupa kala sitri santuma. O paparazandaria lero bacalasitri sanduma. O paparazandaria lero bacalasitri sandaria lero bacalasinama. Bo parazandaria lero bacalasitri sandaria lero bacalasinama randuma. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Paparazandaria lero bacalasitri sandaria lero bacalasinama. Dosta calaria lento bacalasunto. Basta gloria, Elena, ma santaria, Lero, Bacalosuntama. 
Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Poratapari alero bakalasitri sanduma. O paparazandari 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 alero bakalasitri now just thank him that you, by his grace, are going to prove faithful in the future, right? You're going to prove faithful now, and you're going to grow in faithfulness. You're going to go and grow in fruitfulness. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You're not going to be unrighteous in small things so that you will be unrighteous in bigger things. No, no, you're going to be faithful in small things. And God is going to keep building you up, giving you more and more responsibility. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is His will. It is His purpose. So you'll be faithful not in doing what you want, but faithful in doing what He wants. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Faithful to His sovereign will. Come on, let's praise Him. Let's praise him. Paparazandaria lero bacalasituri sandama. O 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 paparazandari alero bacalasituri sanduma. 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 Oh, I praise you, Lord. I bless you, Lord. I give you glory, give you honor, give you praise. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Now thank the Lord that you've already been made clean by the word he's spoken to you. Hallelujah. Thank him that that blood cleanses you of all unfaithfulness. So you stand before him this morning, washed in that blood. Hallelujah. Free from sin, free from guilt. Made holy, made perfect in his sight. So past record is obliterated, hallelujah. All that matters now is now, today. You don't even have to take thought for tomorrow, today. So thank the Lord, but by his mercy and grace, you're going to be faithful today. In whatever God asks of you today. Amen. Whatever he wants today. In little things, in bigger things, no matter what level. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit working in me, working in each one of us to enable faithfulness. And we want to come to the end of the day, Lord, knowing, having that sense of fulfillment that by your grace we have been faithful in all that you've asked of us today. Praise your holy name. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I think we need just a great burst of joy. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Paparazandaria, let up a calasitri sandama. Oh, paparazandaria, let up a calasitri sandama. Oh, Papa, rejoice, for great will be your reward in heaven. Hallelujah. Sora la basandaria, let up a calasitama. Oh, paparazandaria, let up a calasitri sandama. Hallelujah. Rejoice in the Lord always. Now, do you think that's a little thing? Give thanks in all circumstances. Is that a little thing? It's already within your abilities, within your competence. You can rejoice always. You can give thanks in all circumstances. Because this is his will for you in Christ Jesus. Amen. You can. You have the Holy Spirit within you to enable you. It's exciting, isn't it? It's exciting just to know you've got a whole lifetime of faithfulness ahead of you. Praise you, Jesus. Oh, Lord, we want to thank you so much. You are so, 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 so good. Praise your Holy. Thank you that we can because you already have and you live within us to enable us. So we bless your holy name. And all God's people said, Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com.